0: More in the Morning continues on News Talk 1010 Toronto.
1: The government has only come to us with two different offers. The opening offer that they gave us in August and yesterday when they passed this final offer, which they told me as they were passing it, was going to be legislated.
0: We gave them an option yesterday. Work with us, take away the five-day strike notice so there's no strike on Friday. Because if we don't act today, if we don't introduce legislation as we speak, There will be a strike on Friday.
1: That is the leader of the particular union that is in conflict with the government right now. And then the voice of the education minister speaking yesterday about the uh, conflict. 55,000 education workers, and we're talking about custodians, support workers, and special assistants, amongst others. Um, they had served notice they were going to go out on Friday. Negotiations fell apart on Sunday. And so bright and early, 5 a.m. this morning, the education minister was on his feet in uh, the House of Assembly at Queen's Park to introduce legislation. And the minister joins us now. Stephen Leche. good morning. Good morning, John. And I'll uh, note, with you on your feet in the House at 5 a.m., welcome to my life.
0: Yeah, well, okay. Well, I, uh, I think we're all in this together today.
1: So, um, the union apparently is still going to go ahead and walk out on Friday. So what's going to happen yeah. then?
0: Well, look, I mean, I've made it very clear uh, our intention expectation that uh, our staff will be law-abiding and show up on Friday to work. Um, We brought forth a reasonable proposal, John, on Sunday to avert the strike that the union called for Friday. We have school boards as recently as last night at TDSB announcing they're going to close schools. And I frankly think this is really entirely unfair for children. What we offered QP on Sunday was an was an off ramp because I appreciated they're in a uh, I, I think they they sort of box themselves in a bit here. And so I thought, how do we create an opportunity for them to walk off this ledge and avert a strike? We increased our offer ten percent over four years. We maintained the pension, the benefit, the 131 paid sick days, et cetera. And my thought was, my hope was they'd say, okay, look, we'll talk and will, in, in exchange for rescinding the strike five-day notice. They didn't do that. And as of today, as of 7.07 this morning while I'm speaking live, there's still an uh, intention to strike on Friday. So my hope is between now and then, there can be conversations to avert it and common sense will prevail at the union. I'm sure they're hearing from parents who are saying loudly, there is no tolerance for a strike and that's why we we have legislation before the house john i'm not doing this because i want to do it it wasn't my first instinct i got voluntary deals with every education union just 2 3 years ago but when the choice is either legislate on monday to avert a strike on friday or hope for the best The latter is not a strategy for any responsible government, so we're acting. In the meantime, we'll keep talking. I really hope there's another way here.
1: Okay. Uh, What are the fines they're going to be facing then? What's in the legislation that you read out this morning?
0: Um, the details on the enforcement are, are written out in the legislation. I mean, obviously, I really hope it doesn't get to that point. Right. Um, you know, I, oh, this is why I'm appealing to them to come forward. Where the private media may call us together as soon as today, if they do so. Right. But
1: you have to it. know, sir, that they're they're not going yeah. to. They're going to walk
0: out on Friday. Well, that's what they've said today. The language has changed a bit, John. Now I've heard it could be a political protest, not a strike. And I don't know if that's during hours or after hours. I just don't know. I don't think anyone, frankly, I don't think they know what's going on or what they're up to. I I wish that the focus of the discussion was on stability for children who've been horribly disrupted over the past two years and who finally established some routine in their lives for the past two months. And I think no matter who you talk to, including our educators, by the way, they'll all tell you the same thing. Kids are doing well in our schools, and I think they got to stay there. Okay, and to circle back.
1: I was just—I w- I was looking for the hard figures. What are the fines uh,
0: for individuals who will uh, who will uh, break the law? The penalty as prescribed in the legislation is four thousand dollars. Okay, and then the union itself gets fined uh, as well. They would, and that, yeah. th- th- those types of measures are in all forms of legislation like this. It's we we just. Uh, Uh, This is nothing unique. However, we're making very clear the deterrence Uh, by including those penalties, as has been in past legislations by different political parties, uh, on the basis that there should not be a strike, there should not be an illegal strike, we should not have kids out of class, on what basis should any government sit back and allow another day or week of disruption to children after they've been through the last few years? Keeping in mind, John, you'll know better than most because I was on your show, we had strikes in this province, the only province in Canada three years ago. Then a pandemic hit. Like, what else do we have to throw at these kids? And at what point does someone say enough? So I do think there's a path to averting this strike. It just requires the union to take the reasonable position of withdrawing their five-day strike mandate. That could solve so right, much right. of this problem.
1: Although, and I'll be you know talking with the education critic momentarily, and I'll probably end up talking with the union chief. They would say the reasonable position is for the government to sweeten the deal.
0: Well, I mean, so we did that. We we've we've offered ten points over four years. We've increased the threshold up from forty to forty three thousand. We've increased the percentages. Uh, our benefit program is six thousand dollars we're providing on benefits every year for each employee. Uh, their pension maintains at the best rates in the country. There's eleven paid sick days at one hundred percent. One hundred twenty one uh, part one well, short term disability part of the sick leave program at ninety percent. I mean, we look at the compensation package. Compare us. You know, to every province east and west, we pay our workers the most. They make $27 an hour. And frankly, we value them so much, we're going to hire another 1,800 more of them in this deal. But when you say suing the deal, I mean, I must, I might must mean this rhetorically you, John, but like when I hear this from the opposition, for example, you know, what does that mean? The government has to give them what they originally asked for, what they currently ask for, which is roughly a nearly 50-point increase, 33% in in salary alone, and this problem goes away. Like if you're suggesting just do that, pay a 19 billion dollar. Cost the taxpayer, and then this goes away. Well, that that's actually not negotiating. That's not what. What is the point of government? We'll just accept whatever the edu- the union has demanded. We have a responsibility to stand up for taxpayers and come up with a sensible, reasonable increase. Look at the private sector increases: one point nine percent, as I recall, uh, on average this year. We're offering two and a half. You know, we're offering, um, uh, we have a higher salary ban than most provinces in the country. And as I noted, the hourly wage in Toronto is even higher than 27. That's just the average provincially. Um, So we're doing much to incentivize the union to stay at the table. But if the message is accept a $19 billion demand, and this can all go away, uh, I don't think any government, certainly not a responsible government, would accept that premise. Uh, we need to reject that and stand up for some sort of fiscal prudence in the province, something that's fair for the workers, but affordable for the people of Ontario.
1: Stephen Lecce is our guest. He is the education minister. I know you're doing the rounds and we're your first stop, so I'm mindful of that. But I do have to ask you, uh, sure. the government is invoking the notwithstanding clause, which means you are you know, in out in the open admitting that this is actually unconstitutional.
0: No, it is entirely, uh, it is a provision within the Constitution being used on this exceptional basis because we do not believe, uh, if we don't use it, we fear a potential of strikes and disruptions down the road. Okay, but but
1: that's kind of of a Jesuitical game. I mean, yes, the notwithstanding clause is in the Constitution, but you're invoking it because on two fronts, you guys would be challenged and you'd lose in the courts.
0: Well, on the basis that if we seek to avert a strike and to provide stability for kids, the best tool and the toolkit, and as we said, we'd use them all, is to use this in the legislation to avert any litigation that can disrupt children in the coming weeks or months. Look, if if the objective of the government, which has been very clear, the premier said it, from the summer on, we're going to make sure kids are in school. And so we now have an opportunity through legislation to do that. And we're going to protect the legislation to make sure that there is no way for a disruption or a strike or a withdrawal of service that impacts the kids the most. They are finally in schools. They are in a better place as a result. They've established routines, the mental health, the learning loss, the physical adversity, this matters. And the government is sending us clear signal that while we're prepared to negotiate, get a reasonable offer. We are not prepared to sit idle as kids are going to be the casualty of another strike in this province, a strike, frankly, that happens far too often in Ontario. So uh, I appreciate your point. I think what we've done is provided absolute certainty and used every tool at our disposal to ensure kids stay in school. Thank you, sir. Thank you.